Lenten Messiah with Andrew Klein-Smith for MessiahFilm.com Session 7, No More Gloom Welcome to you, my name's Andrew Klein-Smith. Let me read to you Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 to 2. But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. The word but at the start of the prophecy in Isaiah today tells us that some contrast is being drawn. Things were that way, but now will be this way. So what was the situation prior to this reading? Isaiah 8 has prophesied of the coming catastrophic invasion of the Assyrian army to Israel. This army was going to be like a rolling torrent sweeping down on Israel like a tsunami, swamping and overwhelming the nation, the people who believed God is with them. What is about to happen to them will upend everything that they had thought about God and life. They'll be adrift at a loss, and with that, they'll feel themselves to be in gloomy shadows. Why is this? Why would God bring this upon his people? To be sure, the Lord does take responsibility for this. In chapter 8, verse 7, the Lord says explicitly to Isaiah, Therefore, the Lord is bringing up against them this overwhelming army. How can the Lord do this to the land he has called Emmanuel, God with us? It's because the nation had refused to trust in the Lord and instead had relied on the political superpowers of their day. Such political reliance always involved a compromise with the false worship of the relied-on nation. But the Lord's anger with his people always serves his greater purpose of grace with them. His anger may endure for a night, and what a dark, unrelenting night it may seem. When we refuse God's grace and refuse his way, when we walk our own way, not giving heed to his commands, and claim that this makes no difference to God's relationship with us, we have to taste his severity to wake us up out of that delusion. And when it becomes clear that and when it becomes clear that this is what is happening to us, it can descend on us like a tsunami. All we can do is cry out for mercy. And the Lord hears that cry. His whole being is finely tuned to pick up the frequency of that cry. The gloom is driven away by the dawning of a great light. His judgments in the world and in the church are always to serve his purpose that we live in the fullness of his mercy and grace. Many of us go through life like there's a cloud over us, some dread that something or someone is against us and that nothing is finally going to work out right. 
This is often linked to some long buried guilt that we might fear exposed. It can feel like we have to live in the ash heap of the ruin we've made of our lives. We might be Christians, but believe that unlike those others who seem to have it all together, we're, we're the also-rans in the Christian world. Yes, we are in the kingdom, but we're just on the fringes, hanging on with our fingernails. We're wrapped in an undeclared but all-pervasive gloom. Jesus takes away the gloom because he takes away the transgression. He entered the gloom of sin and wrong so fully that at his crucifixion the sky turned black and he held it before God his Father, bearing in himself all the Father's opposition to the way we've been. He did this because the Father wants us to be free, wants to lead us out of the gloom into the light and joy and fullness of the life of faith. So, when we call out to God in the name of Jesus, we find that even before we cried, even before we were born, even before the world was made, He is the eternal God of grace and mercy. The truth that God forgives everything, that he no longer counts our transgressions against us, that he's reconciled us to himself in Jesus Christ so that we are as embraced in the Father as he is. This truth, which the Holy Spirit is always bringing to us, dispels that dispiriting gloom and relieves all the anguish that we might feel crushing our spirit. Let us pray. Father God, you have acted in Jesus Christ to dispel the gloom that settles on us and surrounds us because of our sins. It's true, we have not loved you with our whole heart, and we have not loved you purely, we have not loved your word, we have not loved your way, we have not loved your world. But while we were still in darkness, you sent your Son to bring light into the world, the light of the good news, that in him you have declared that the judgment is over and all is reconciled. Help us by your Spirit, working through your word, to know and to feel that dispelling of gloom today. Assure us that our sins are forgiven, and we are welcomed by you as our gracious Father, who no longer counts anything against us. Amen.